You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Welcome back to Hot Tea Hot Takes, where the tea is hot. And the takes are hotter. I'm Erin. And I'm Evangeline. And today we are going to do another sort of new music. I want to say new music Monday. It's not Monday. At least not when I'm recording this. No, but uh, <laughs> there has been some new music. There has been some new music. And, uh, you know, a lot of things popping off in the charts lately. Yeah. Uh, I know Olivia Rodrigo, who we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. We talked about breakup songs. Um, yeah, it's ironic. Whole album now. Because I had no idea that her whole album was going to be breakup songs. Yeah, I did Basically. I didn't either. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> um, honestly, I really kind of like it a lot. I mean, a lot of them kind of slap. I'm not going to lie. They're well produced. Um, but yeah, so there's been a couple of new things coming out and, uh, you know, new on the scene. And yeah, like, we we're going to talk through it. Things are, the country's starting to open back up. People are getting vaccinated and all that fun jazz. Did you hear that uh, the Governor Cooper of North Carolina is uh, starting a vaccine lottery? Is he? Yeah, where like people can be entered for cash prizes if they get vaccinated. Now, what I want to know is, did can that I retroactively yeah. leave? I got vaccinated like the first week it was yeah. available, like a good citizen. So, like, do I, do I get it? Yeah, it was a while ago for me too. <laughs> but I should be able to submit my card and get entered to win right. a prize. <laughs> what prize? I want a prize. Well, that's cool because I know other states were doing it, and yeah. I was kind of jealous. I heard once I heard the governor of West Virginia, I think it was, was offering free guns for vaccinations. Okay, which that seems like a bad idea. That to tracks. Me. Well, <laughs> seems like a West Virginia thing. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard there was somebody. I don't know what state it was, but a girl won really, a, truly a huge amount of money. It might have been a million dollars, and wow. she ended up putting most of it towards her schooling and then giving away most of the rest, which was very nice. Yeah, for her. very cool. Um, but. I like incentives. I don't think that it's a bad thing at all. Some people are mad because they're like, though this is taxpayers' dollars going to to like, you know, rewards for vaccination. I'm like Yeah, but taxpayers are going to it anyway. Like they're going to the vaccination effort itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like it, in the end, uh, it really is gonna benefit everybody. It's just some people don't agree with that. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about new music. But the only reason I brought it up is because, like, because things are starting to open back up, you know, people are starting to kind of, it's start, starting to feel quote unquote normal. More normal. Um, and people are starting to, like, produce music again. Yeah. People are starting to tour again. Concerts are starting to happen again, that kind of thing. And so yeah, starting I'm starting to, to yeah. see more people having tour dates. Yeah. Um, because, you know, maybe not the huge world tours, although Justin Bieber, I hate to always rag on him, but he oh, did say geez. he was going to go on a world tour and then he only did dates for the US and Canada, which is such a, it's so oh, cheesy that he said that because so he's like, cringe. it's the world because it's two countries. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. That's embarrassing for you. But um, he did release an album. I am going to be honest and tell you that I didn't listen to it really. <laughs> Shocker. Did he, a, did he just release an album so there's like that's a lot of albums he's released in the last couple years because he released justice right justice was following changes from 2020 so he is yeah. producing music very quickly yes um what do you think of the song peaches it's not my favorite um, it's on the radio a lot i've been listening to the radio a lot Apparently more there's a remix with ludicrous usher and snoop dogg Gotta check that one out. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, I love Daniel Caesar, who's on that album, and he has an amazing solo album. I mean, sorry, he's on Peaches. Mm. Um, I think he has a beautiful voice. I just think uh, when you listen to it on the radio, it's funny because he's go he goes, I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. And he can't say shit, so he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it goes, yeah, well, he I get my, my weed from California. That's that. That's, that's that shit. I got the chick. He can't say I it. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, badass bitch. I got my light, light right. I get my light right from the source. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I see you the way I breathe you in as the texture of your skin. I want to wrap my arms around you, never let you go. Is nothing like your touch, the way you lift me up, and I'll be right here with you till the end. I got, yeah, it's just, I mean, okay. It's another I mean, song. I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I think that the the hook is a little corny, and then I yes. did just think it's funny because he can't say "badass bitch," so he just goes "bad" on the radio. <laughs> it's like the meaning is lost. But um, well, it's like whenever they had the radio version of WAP, yeah. or do you remember when they had WAP on? I guess it was the Grammys. Yes. Uh, and it was like the, every other word was beeped up. Yeah. It was the most bizarre it make thing. Any sense. They were like gyrating all over the, this, and they literally had to say like every sixth word. It was so word. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the IRF Radio Awards? I did not. I was in a subway and they were playing <laughs> the audio, so I heard part of it. But um, 
like the restaurant um, to get a sandwich. But yeah, I um I didn't really pay that much attention to it either. My my real question about it was how much of it were they able to do in it with an audience? Yeah. But I don't I don't actually know. I would have to look that up. Yeah. But, you know that would be an interesting like thing. scissored on stage, and a lot of conservative moms got upset about it. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Like when they when they they do this thing where like. Uh, like I think Cardi got like like Megan was doing this and then Cardi did this and then she like flipped her over or something with her legs. Whoa! Or so, it was very impressive. That move. sounds cool. And people were like, "Oh, the harlots licking the oh, children." The it, was lesbians. All, it was all the lesbians. It was all. It was something else. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, so anyway, let's let's circle back to Olivia Rodrigo. Um, oh, yeah. I. You know, a lot of people are making fun of millennials for listening to and enjoying this album because it's definitely an album written by a teenager. But I think it's honestly an album written by a teenager in the best way. Like, the music doesn't sound clumsy or anything, to me at least. It sounds um, like it really encapsulates what it's like to be that age. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... I didn't go through a lot of romantic heartbreak <laughs> in high school, but well, if I did... The, she's doing the, the Ariana Grande and putting all of her music in lowercase. <gasps> yeah, and... Um, oh, no, that's just a normal album. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was a deluxe or something. Yeah. She did all the lowercase. Yeah, that's true. And she also could, like, you know... Like, this is this looks like an Ariana Grande Good song. For Good for you. For the number four, yeah. you, the letter... <laughs> yeah. But that song slaps. I really like um, Brutal... I like Traitor. I think mm-hmm. both of those are good songs. She has a lot of, she has so much conviction. It doesn't feel like a cash grab to me, which some people were saying like, she's just a Disney star. But to me, I feel like she's already very well established, like her brand and her like persona and, and everything. And um, that's hard to do. So, you know, quick out the gate. Of course she had the head start of being a Disney star. Yeah. One thing is interesting is that a lot, and somebody pointed out um, that music seems to be getting shorter, like in general, a lot of these songs are pretty short. Yeah. Like the average length of a song used to be about three minutes and 30 seconds, mm-hmm. but like brutal is two minutes and 24 seconds. Trader is three minutes and 50 seconds. Driver's license, I think is the longest at four minutes and three seconds, but then one step forward to three steps back is two minutes and 44. Deja vu is 336. Good for you is 259. Enough for you is 323. Happier is 256. Jealousy. Wow. Jealousy is 254. Favorite crime is 233 and hope you're okay is exactly 330. So yeah, most of these are pretty short. Well, I mean, I don't know why that is. I know that it had to do with the size of records. We've talked about this before um, in the past. Mm. But now, I mean, you know, you can say it's just because shorter songs are more digestible. Yeah. And Um, also just like because of how um, because of like how people consume music these days is mostly like through TikTok and stuff like that. That's true. So like you have to the important thing about a song is you produce like a really powerful hook that people will dance to on the Internet. And that's like all you have to do, really. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, because honestly, so many of her songs were trending so fast, and so many of them became TikTok audios just out the gate. That's basically been true for a lot of artists, especially like Megan Thee Stallion. What? We can talk about this a little later, but I do want to know what you think about this song. Have you heard this one? I have. <laughs> oh, man. If you're a TikTok person, you'll know yeah, exactly oh, what that I is. Like, look, this, this is hashed. It is a truly... Oh, well, you want to just talk about Castaways it? Castaways is on here, too. This is all the hashtag hits. Uh, but yeah, okay, let's talk about it. So it was um, uh, Astronaut in the Ocean by Mast Wolf. Who, uh, who is that? He's, what is like, his thing? I, like, okay, I have described his music as like the musical equivalent of that guy who never left your hometown yeah. and he spends his life he drinking monster energy drinks no shade to your boyfriend but uh, <laughs> drinking monster energy drinks he peaked in high school he keeps like revisiting the old cop the school not even yeah. college like high school football field like i used to be a star could have gone pro but i pulled my ucl or whatever yeah. and he's like you know just like he has no like personality and like posts those memes on facebook that are like a picture of the joker holding a cigar and it's like oh women God. are temporary and Ferraris are forever gotta grind or whatever. (laughs) It is such a weird Ash on the Ocean, if you don't know, it is kind of like he's Greek Australian. He's not even American. That is so random. (laughs) What you call this? He's a Greek Australian rapper from Sydney, New South Wales. What the hell? Oh, he's Australian? I had no idea. Okay, so they do call him a rapper. I was trying to describe it. Um, It's like rap, but kind of with, I mean, it's got tone to it. It's like Mad Lib rap. Like the words he, like the lyrics are bizarre. I thought it was country rap when I first heard it. Yeah, I It's got a little bit of a twang. (laughs) Um, 
I, before I, well, this could be true. Before I knew he was Australian, I kind of thought that he was a white guy who wanted to be black a little I mean, bit. he's still a white guy. So he might be. She was Australian. Yeah. That that's true. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting to be a different race than you are does, is not just an American thing, but it kind of felt like it was tr- almost rap, but it had such a weird country vibe. And then it was called Astronaut in the Ocean and nobody knew who Mask was. And I was like, <laughs> is this a Mask singer thing? And I'm just missing, just like a man in a wolf suit. Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> The lyrics are literally like he was just rapping whatever came to his mind. So it's like, what you know about rolling in the rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. What does that mean? The, I, yeah, what does that mean? I mean, I think if he, he did like a genius interview and he was like, well, it's like because like astronauts are feel to. like they're not supposed to be in the ocean. So it's like they're out of place. Although the funny thing is astronauts cool. do train in the water because it's very much like space. So an astronaut yeah. in the ocean would actually not be out of place. <laughs> and I was like, she he could have said anything. He could have said, I feel like a, a so fish out of water. water. <laughs> <laughs> so painful. You literally could have. I mean, like, she, said, anything, she said that I'm cool, damn straight. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I believe in G-O-D-A. I don't believe in T-H-O-T. Oh, great. Wait, <laughs> is he a Christian? Is he a Christian artist? I guess. No, maybe I he's just a Christian. Yeah, just someone who believes in God. I mean, that could be anything. Uh, I, wait a second. <laughs> I can't believe you said God. I don't believe in T-H-O-T. <laughs> she keeps playing dumb. Play, play me dumb, play me. I'm a player for fun. Y'all don't really hey. know my mental. Let me give you a picture like stencil. Falling out in a drought, no flow, rain wasn't pouring down. See, the pain was around. See, my mode was kind of lounge. <laughs> These are bad. No, which which way to turn? Flow was cool, but I still felt burnt energy up. You can feel my surge. I'm going to kill everything in this purge. Hey. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, let me get this straight for a second. I'm going to work even if I don't get paid for a progression. I'm going to get it. Everything I See, do is See, It's like the Imas and stuff. Yeah. It just feels a little it's, bit too slangy, like too vernacular for and me. it's not good either. Like walking on the plank, la, la, both hands together. God, let me pray. Plast the baton. Swimming in a pool, Kendrick Lamar. Like, I don't know if you should freaking name drop a Kendrick Lamar song about alcoholism. He says, my my, my rhymes inclined to break your spine. <laughs> they say I'm so fine. You could never match my rhyme. Please do not waste my time. <laughs> okay, okay. So, jeez. Oh, what is the... So what is the what's the point of the song? What's he trying to say I, that he's gonna get money? Probably. Yeah, like I'm gonna get bitches and money. I guess you know the typical like look. The, you know, genius usually has like a summary of what the song is about. All genius says here is "Astronaut in the Ocean" is the first single of Mass Wolf has released. It's become the first song to surpass one million streams on Spotify during late 2019. I don't remember it from back in 2019. On this track, he shows off his vocal and lyrical versatility with different flows. Are you freaking kidding me? Not lyrical. Like certainly not lyrical, man. Look, 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 look. Sometimes people try to pull the wool over your eyes by putting a lot of words into a song yeah that doesn't necessarily mean it's lyrical genius and also you can tell that some of this is rhyme zone stuff like it is rhyming dictionary stuff yeah like literally like like my my rhyme is inclined to break your spine it sounds like he's in a rap battle and he's on the playground he's trying to think of things to say like a fourth grader like okay uh spine Let me elevate this ain't a prank. Have you walk in the plank? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. Uh, it's catchy. It does stick in my head. Yeah, like it is the, catchy. The definitely the the melody sticks in your head. But when you really dig deep, it is not a good rap. And I mean, he's not necessarily a bad performer, but it was so hard to pin down the genre for me when I first heard it. I was like, what am I listening to? So anyway. That's a weird one. Go back yeah. to the hits one. I want, there was something else. Oh, I want to talk to you about Kiss Me More. Oh, Where yeah. The cat and Is that the one that's like, I feel like fucking something? Yeah. Is that the one? Okay, because I hear a lot of... Uh, it's on TikTok a yeah, lot. I, and I hear, like, snippets, so I don't necessarily know which it's one It's honestly is. such a cute song. It like, is. It's... And the music video is beautiful. I mean, everything says it's in is beautiful. Oh, BTS has a, a new one person. called Butter. It is such a fun song. <laughs> okay, and I will... If you had listened to our uh, our episode about... The grand, which one were we, were we talk about how weird dynamite is and how it doesn't make any sense? Oh, are, yeah. are probably are over and underrated. Yeah, butter's lyrics in English are a lot make a lot more sense. Okay, <laughs> at least as far as I know, because I was listening to it and I was comparing it to dynamite and how we talked about how it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and this one it does make. It's like smooth like butter. Yeah. it is so fun and and I just love when BTS just does like happy songs. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so that's that's a fun song. I mean, yeah, they they have a contagious energy. I feel like yeah. Um, uh, let's see, we've got there's a couple of different versions of Peaches. This one is for Daniel Caesar and Give On. I'll leave the door open. That was kind of a classic Bruno Mars song. I mean, I I'm like kind of it. yeah, it's nice. I don't dislike it. I mean, it's fine. I like that it has a little bit of a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the one line I'm not like a fan of is when he says, uh, "Shut your trap." Yeah. That just I feel like kills like, the vibe yeah. a little bit. Like, huh? what did <laughs> like, you say? It sounds a little unnecessarily aggressive. Me, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. It's probably supposed to be playful. Yeah, I guess, but it just feels so out of place. Like with the rest of it, I'm like, hey. Mean. Like I wouldn't. I mean, I, I I don't know. I've never heard somebody say that in a playful way, so I'd be like offended if you said. Oh, it. shut your trap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention was J Cole just released a new album. Um, I need to listen to it more in depth, but what I have listened to it is is great. I mean, honestly, he is a very very talented person. And when he collaborates with people, I feel like he often brings the best out in them. Um, Like I was reading somebody saying that, you know, you can see the progression of 21 Savage's raps. You know, he has really improved, especially in his flow Mm -hmm. over the years. And and you can hear it on this album. Um, And, you know, Jay Cole's from North Carolina. It's always like good to see him, you know, thriving. I think that, you know, like I always think about the song, his song, um, Middle Child, I think that's what it's called. Um, where he talks about kind of being in between the uh, generations of rappers. So he he's friends and he kind of mentors mumble rappers, these younger guys like 21 Savage. Um, who 21 Savage is always called a mumble rapper, but at this point he's very he's a lot more lyrical than he used to he be. He is. He's I mean, I think the first time I was actually impressed by 21 Savage was when he released a lot. Yeah, I that like was a definitely lot. his most like lyrically dexterous songs and like what like and first time I felt like he was really just doing something with it. And he's understandable. Like he yeah. does, like there are some mumble rappers like Trippy Red and stuff. Yeah. Lil Durk and all of them who it's a lot of guttural yeah at this point. And I know I'm dating myself by saying that, but like um I don't even I wouldn't even call Twenty One Savage that anymore. I think he's he's got lyrical talent at this point. And like I think that he you can definitely see his improvement. He has such uh his crisper flow at this point than he used to but um but yeah yeah i i think j cole's doing great things yeah and has 21 released anything new or is it just that recently i don't know um i think he's been doing a lot of features yeah um 21 you bet 21 savage 21 yeah i am fashion yeah i don't need to see i'm fast oh you know who else released new stuff our good friend dj khaled he released uh, Khaled Khaled, which is his new album. It's just called Khaled Khaled. Oh, see, okay. When DJ Khaled, quote unquote, releases an album, it's really just a compilation of his rich, famous uh, singer and rapper friends doing music because he never I actually mean, does it. <laughs> you're kind of right. I don't want to bash him too much. I do think he makes good songs, but you're right. It is, I mean, this is like, all, like there are no stars in the sky; they're all here yeah, on this album. And he doesn't even like repeat. I mean, I, he doesn't even really produce the music usually. Like he's a producer the way that a movie producer is a producer. He yeah. like funds the music. He's not even usually the one that makes the beats. Oh, and, pop star is on here. Yeah, that one. That one. Drake. Look, like, I, mean, I mean, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and, Wayne and Jeremiah, Jeremiah, uh, Lil Baby, and who? Lil Durk. Lil Baby, Lil Durk. Um, Lil Baby. Is a little bit closer to mumble rapper too, yeah. but not quite. Big as paper, much. Cardi B. Oh yeah. Cardi oh, B, oh, let's talk about Vegas. that. What did you think about Big Paper? Because a lot of I people don't know said that. Oh my. Okay, we gotta listen. Tell to that me one. about it. So it's like uh, it's a big paper. So I deal with big haters, but it very much sounds like she's uh, fighting the beat, and the beat is winning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like it, she's she's. It's like not her best work, I, and I don't hate Cardi, but it's not her best. No, work. she does struggle <laughs> with the beat a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't have that kind of like on every beat Megan yeah. Thee Stallion thing. Megan Thee Stallion or even like Nicki Minaj, like that and kind Nikki, of precise. Nikki, yeah, <laughs> and Nicki knows when to let it breathe. Sometimes yeah. I feel like Cardi is like trying to catch up with the <laughs> yeah. train. I know that's what it's like big paper. So I deal with big K. It was like the beat was like a half second behind. It was a little I'm bit. I'm gonna have to. It was a little that. bit rough, and I was like, yeah, because like like Nicki usually takes like breaks in between to where like okay, you can let a crazy flow out. And then take a little breath yeah. and then like slow it down a little bit, then yeah. speed it back up. You got to know how to feel it out so that yeah. you're not like 
Yeah, yeah there's that one song with Gucci where, where she's like, I took three three bars off just to laugh. Like, yeah, she, yeah. she knows when to do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Cardi, but. I know. I was like, I mean, I, I, I tried not to get into the whole, like, Cardi Nikki wars because, like, I like them both, but yeah. I, mean, I do prefer Nikki. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I am glad to see Jeremiah doing stuff again because he almost died from COVID. Oh? He was hospitalized. I did not know that. Poor guy. I'm glad he's okay. Yes. How Jeremiah, old is Jeremiah? I'm thinking of you. I just Googled him. Hold on a second. Um, but he was very, very ill. Um, he is. Oh, he's only 33. Oh, that's weird. Jeremiah was, I just remember songs by him definitely in high school. Yeah. Um, enjoying this. We got a couple of the usuals on DJ Khaled. We've got the Justin, a couple of Justin Bieber songs, a couple of Drake songs. Big Sean, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, which I am surprised by that a is little, little bit. Surprising. I'm, yeah, honestly, I feel like Khaled seems a little corny for Jay-Z's taste. <laughs> at this point, yeah. considering he's basically just an art collector. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 not like, that he's not a great rapper. like an actual king of England or something. So. <laughs> of course he's still a great rapper. What I mean is... He doesn't have to do this. Yes. He doesn't want to, but I guess he did. Yeah, him and I mean him and Beyonce are both kind of elevated to this point of like, we may deign to give you yeah. some music now and then if we feel like it, but like, you know. Well, and they don't necessarily do samples like this yeah. that often. <laughs> and well, it's why it was so crazy when Beyonce hopped on Megan's song. Because yeah. I mean again, like, like I, I can like I can't imagine how crazy that was for Megan for being Megan. so young yeah. and so new to the game and getting Beyonce herself, the goddess, to come down and be on your song. Like that's or crazy. like wasn't Beyonce on like Miente? Miente? Yeah, she was on that one, yeah. Um Which for is the it charted in the Puerto United Rico. That, okay, so Miente has a very weird history. So really? there's a YouTuber, I brought him up on the show before, his name is Sideways, you should go follow him, he's great. But he talked about localization. So Miente, I think, started out as a French song. The hooks started out with a French rapper. Uh-huh. Then it got imported to like Puerto Rico or something like mm-hmm. that. And then it got imported to the United States, but it didn't get popular until Beyonce hopped on a remix. It's been through like multiple different. Oh yeah, and then the actual Dobbins. and the yeah. So it went through France, Puerto Rico, the United States, but also the hook itself. Yeah, it was on That's from a Bollywood movie. So it's a Bollywood sample used in a French rap, then turned into Spanish, then turned into English. It's just internationally popular. It rocks too. But yeah, it's on J- it's a J Balvin song, and like she did perform it at her at homecoming the, yeah. the Coachella. So um, anyway, it is it is a huge honor to have Beyonce hop on your track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I you know and and I, yeah, like you said, I can't imagine what it was like for Megan to have that happen to her so young. <laughs> Um, I know. I mean, I think she was like. I mean, even with the Grammys, when like Beyonce came up with her to accept it, where she was just like beside herself, like, <laughs> which I mean, I would have been too. Like, geez, Louise and Beyonce like ate on that song too. It's not even like she, she showed up to do some curse no, and like, okay, I'm gonna phone cool. it in. Like, she does a great verse on it. Yeah, she does. I mean, it it reminds you that she can kind of do rap too. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, Beyonce is a talented rapper. Um, she's certainly confident. I just I marvel at like things like when Beyonce does do stuff. It's like major projects like Lemonade or like the Blackest King, yeah. where it's like you know okay if I'm gonna do something it's gonna be like this mega artistic Big project. Yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be art. There's gonna be music. There's gonna be videos. There's gonna be visual spectacle. It's not gonna be the whole little like I'll just release an album like <laughs> not an album no like it's gotta be a whole artistic masterpiece. Now it's gotta be a whole like magnum opus every single time. Yeah. Like, even that one when they did it at the Louvre. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. Like everything that Beyonce that. and Jay-Z have released in the last, I'd say, five years at least has been this huge art project. Like, it's it not just an album. Well, that's why I feel like Jay-Z has that vibe of, like, a modernist artist at yeah. this point. He's got the cool hair. He did that thing in an art museum once. I remember yes. he was doing, like, that freestyle rap thing where he was, like, interacting with different people. people. It was, like, a live exhibit. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I remember watching a lot of that. Yeah, actually. it was great. I mean, they, they're just like there's so much beyond just like you know singers yeah. and rappers. They're they're doing their own thing. They're American royalty at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, what one thing I really do like about them is that they do abstain from drama. They mm-hmm, they do. They have and they keep probably, their kids out of it too. They probably have haters. I don't know yeah. who, but um, <laughs> or why, but um, they don't engage on social media. And I honestly think. 
you can try, but it, you it is rough. It is it's hard to come out looking mature. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, like Beyonce sums it up in Black is King. Why would you try me? Why would you bother? I am Beyonce. Just don't know his color. You'd be so pressed while I'm raising daughters. Y'all make me chuckle. Stay in your struggle. Uh, like yeah. you Ramada in. I'm Kalada Pina Kalada in. Like I mean, she's just like I do not even care. Yeah. I'm so far above y'all. It's not even funny. She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to fight. She doesn't need to prove anything. Um, and that's one thing I like about them is they just they they don't. You know, they still throw some shade, you know, mm-hmm. like they were definitely throwing shade at like, you know, about the Grammys and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, on like the Carters. Um, yeah, the Carters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they they don't they don't beef on Instagram. And, and I appreciate that. And the Super that Bowl. About they, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, they throw shade in their songs, but they don't come out and do like tabloid drama. People, They're not no. like, you know, getting drunk and, and ranting at people. Like, they don't, for instance, get into fist fights with each other like Cardi. And Nikki did that one time. We threw, threw a, a shoe or whatever. They don't do that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, I mean, and they very much stay out of the public eye unless they want to be. Yeah. There. Speaking of people with children, um, wasn't Drake's son at something recently? Yeah, Adonis? I think he was like, Adonis was like, I think he was like in the studio or something because I remember there was this thing where they were like roasting him for his drawing. Even though he's like, freaking oh, and it was also at the yeah. Billboard Music Awards. He came in and accepted yeah. with Drake, which is the first time I've seen, I mean, his, his child is you know, quite grown now, considering uh-huh. I remember the controversy of the... <laughs> Man, that Pusha T thing feels like a distant memory thing. at this point. For a minute there, Drake did take an L. That was probably the most clear L he's ever taken in his career. Yeah, he certainly was. bounced back from it, but I think that was the most distinct L he's taken. Oh, <laughs> look at this picture of Drake. He's just like, oh, he looks so like cute. he's taking his little boy to church on Easter. <laughs> <He does. laughs> I mean, his his boy did cry when he, you know, was in front of an enormous crowd. I mean, I would cry too, shoot. So, I get it. I get it. It is cute, though. I've never seen him look so fatherly. Even though he does have a, a heart um, oh, he's got a razored heart into his hair, which I think is also cute. Where did Drake get so cute? I like, fatherly Drake gets very soft. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, who's Drake? Well, let's be honest. Has Drake ever been hard? Like, Drake is talented, but I have never once bought him as, like, a gangsta or anything like it's that. It's because he's like, so emotional. And his rap, I mean, his rap name is literally Drake. You don't pick a rap name like Drake if you want anyone to see you as, like, tough. <laughs> like, Speaking of, <laughs> did you hear Drake Bell got arrested? Yes. Oh, gross. That's yes, gross. I did. That was very unfortunate. Yeah, and it's like, so I was le- reading it, and they were talking about how, like, he was he was being, he was in trouble for, like, grooming a minor because yeah. he had sent inappropriate messages. Or, no, he, I guess he had sent inappropriate messages to her when she was 15. Yeah. But apparently she he first met her when she was younger than that. She was, Not like, 12 good. or 13 when they first interacted at, like, a fan event. So I'm like, yikes. So that's, oh, no. that's like, not that 15 would have been okay, but you started this relationship when she was Way younger. even younger than that. Like, that's, That woo. is so upsetting. <laughs> uh, did you watch the iCarly reboot? I did not. Did I you? have not yet. Yeah, I'm just not yeah. that interested. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if it's hard to reboot something that was like yeah. really good to start out. I really enjoyed iCarly when I was younger. Mm. Thought it was very funny, and I really loved Sam. And she's not coming. I back, know Janet so. McCurdy's not coming back. Janet McCurdy, I don't think is ever coming back to anything. Like I don't think she I wants to be an actress her. anymore. She was a child star. I think a lot of people who yeah. go through that, you know. But um, but yeah. I th- I loved High Garley. I thought it was you know it's it just had the right amount of goofiness for mm-hmm. me as a kid, and it wasn't like stupid stupid. Like there were some shows that were real stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly was fun. Like my sister was more into it than I was. I was a little bit older, but I watched it sometimes. Um, I was more of a Disney Channel kid. I was a Disney. Okay. I was a, I was a Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. That's so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was a Sunny with a Chance girl. Do you remember Life with Derek? No. Oh my, it's okay. Okay. So Life with Derek is the show that I feel like Disney just kind of wants you to forget about, but it was like, it was this show about this. So Derek, what it was a weird show. It was this girl, okay, named Casey, I think, who was in a blended family, basically. Like her mother, she had a mother and a sister and her parents were divorced. And then they- Life with who? Derek. Yeah, Life with Derek. And then her, so then she married, her mother married her stepfather who had a younger son and then Derek. Maybe there was another kid. I don't remember. It's kind of like a Brady Bunch scenario. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was all about Casey's interactions with her new stepbrother, Derek. But I'm pretty, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it got canceled because there was a very clear romantic chemistry between those two. Oh, and it was no. really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, stepbro, step- what are you doing? Oh, stepbro. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it, it was real out of pocket. I'm not sure why they even thought that was going to work. <laughs> I've never heard of this show, but I can tell that it's got, I mean... 
obviously they were, you know, two high school kids. Oh, the first question here is, on Google is, did Casey and Derek ever kiss? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> this scene gives off a suspect tone to many Daisy fans. That's what they call it. Oh, them. gosh. They actually, like, had a shipping name. <laughs> Oh well, he well it's okay because he kisses her cousin. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, so much better. Thanks. Oh gosh, that is so weird. That's funny. Anyway, no, I don't remember the show, but again, I did not have Disney Channel. Life with Derek stars react to all that incest speculation. Like, no, no. I know. The fa- if you have a show that has a lot of incest, incest speculation, you probably went wrong. Was wrong. Like, they needed to pick two kids who obviously did not have any chemistry. Yeah. No I chemistry. know, and like, and they're too close in age. Plus, even the whole premise is a little weird because it's like, I mean, who's so interested in their stepbrother that they write a whole like show about it? It's just a yeah. kind of a weird concept for a show, yeah. like. This is my life with my brother. I have other siblings, but this particular stepbrother this is who we're going to focus on. And they're all, and we're also like the same age and look like yeah. we could be romantically compatible if we weren't sort of related. So I just, it's a weird choice. Yeah, you're getting yourself into some trouble there. Some weird trouble. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that, but the Disney incest show that they would like you to forget about. Go look yeah, it up. Yeah, <laughs> go look it up right now. It was very Folgers Coffee commercial. Step bro, what are you doing? Step <laughs> Oh, the Folgers Coffee commercial. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the music. <laughs> back to the music. Um, no, we're from our sponsors. <laughs> we're from our sponsor. Oh, oh, New Billie Eilish. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. New Billie Eilish, who has taken a very different sort of vibe in her uh-huh, uh-huh, aesthetic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I personally love her hair. I think it's so pretty. I think it's cute, too, yeah. Um, I like this whole kind of happier than ever, but sad, sad tears of clown kind of yeah. thing. Um, where it's like, you know, it's that, you know, contrast. I, you know, one thing I love, too, um, is this new trend. I'm looking at the new releases page on Spotify. This new trend of making album covers that look so retro, but it's featuring, you know, obviously very popular people right now. Like, um, you know, Billie Eilish has this one. She's got this. It's very kind of like 80s glamour in a way. Mm-hmm. She's got this. It's kind of like hazy, uh, this scripty font. She's wearing like very light color clothing. It looks like, you know, it could be a kind of like um, ballad album from the 80s. Right. Uh, you know, a female star. Uh, you got John Mayer's new one, which has this very 80s. You know, we don't like John Mayer. Much, I didn't know, yeah. But when you look at it, it looks like it could be literally in like the Goodwill, like 80s hits kind of You're album. a lot of retro. Yeah. It's very kind of cool. Yeah, like you said, it's Billy's album. I mean, if you look, if you put that on an album and you said, this is an artist from 1985. Yeah. I'd probably believe you. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've just seen a couple of those recently where I'm like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Like, well, no, like Bruno I Mars like whole aesthetic throwback. is like mid Yeah, that's true. I, I like the throwback. Um, you know, and then Moby's new album looks exactly like one of those um, uh, orchestral albums. I think that's yeah. what he was going for. Because um, it's even got that little yellow seal in the corner, which is like very much like, oh, this is about to be a symphony. Um, but I just love album art. I love... Um, album art that throws back to the days of having a full vinyl record and the album cover and displaying it because I'm a poser and I don't (laughs) have a a record player but I still have some records because I love how they look they're beautiful and I'm gonna get one eventually I just you know have never felt like it was necessarily a financial necessity um but I have like a beautiful one yeah that's true um I, I just, I, because it, to me, it feels like art that reminds you of a great album that you yeah. love. Like, it's like, it, you know, it has a lot of sentimental value. Yeah, people are putting more thought into album covers these days, I think. But even like um, Olivia Rodrigo's new album cover, it's, it's called cool. Sour, and she's yeah. got all this candy all her face. And stickers and stuff. Like and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she had like a promotional thing where they made like a faux magazine cover for every song on the album. Like somebody was saying like her team really put a lot of thought into it. Uh-huh. It may be because there is like more money behind it, mm. but oh, yeah, I true. think it's very cool. And people are being mean to her for no reason. And I'm kind of like, can you leave her alone? Like she did like a skincare routine video and people were like, what does she need it? She's so young. I'm like, leave her alone. I mean, it's like, okay. Like, she's like, young. Oh, she's a Disney plant. And I'm like, 
that's probably true. Let's be honest. But I mean, like, she's, she does. I don't think she's an untalented Disney plan. No, and like I don't think it's her fault that Disney controls her yeah. soul. Like I think she is writing these songs in earnest. I just, I yes, of course Disney's got money behind it, and of course they're going to do their thing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the person involved is not talented. And it's I've like, heard like Demi Lovato way, way or Miley Cyrus yeah. and all of them. I mean, you know, they were all Disney creations at one point too but that didn't mean they didn't have talent so like yeah because even when they came out the gate out of kind of you know hannah montana times like you know miley cyrus has talent in her own right and you know i i also feel like sometimes it is the tendency of critics to bash young women for things that have nothing to do with their talent like you know she's you know they don't like her clothes they yeah. don't like her that she's doing skincare like i'm just like that stuff to, can you leave her alone <laughs> like no, no, speaking of Demi lovato and speaking of what you were talking yeah. about retro album cover she looks like sharon this cover Absolutely. for her new album dancing she with the does. devil See, the artist starting over like, she literally looks like sharon that picture and the font the <laughs> the outfit the long hair yeah. like she yeah oh, sorry it's they, a real, they, i'm they, sorry they, 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 my bad um yeah they, they but they look like yeah they totally look like share in that um in that in that picture um <laughs> i have not listened to that album um i i have you know been aware of what they're of what they've been doing recently especially the first new yorker thing but mm-hmm. um honestly uh you know i'm glad to see that they're doing okay because i know that there was a lot of yeah no, I, struggle I, with addiction and yeah, and that's another and that's another person that I feel like people have been very, very unfair Rude to. Rude to. Like, yeah. it's like, I mean, oh my gosh, the things that I saw people saying about them when they, like, had their drug overdose yeah. were, like, so out of pocket. Like, so out of pocket. People, the jokes rude. people were making, and, like, like I've pointed this out, and a couple other people pointed this out. So, like, remember recently when uh, John Mulaney went into rehab yeah. for um, drug addiction, and it was nothing but well wishes across the board. And that's fine. People should wish him well. But... That uh, compared that to how people reacted to Demi Lovato, I it know. was horrendous. The things they were saying about them. They make fun of people's weight. They make yeah, fun of people's weight. The diet culture. They were attacking them for like, uh, you know, like saying that they should have died. And then, like they oh. recently came out and said that they were like raped, like sexually assaulted by oh, their drug dealer. No. And people were like, ha ha ha, that's funny. And I was like, what the Why hell? Would you say that? <laughs> like, oh my, it was horrendous. The yeah. kind of things that they were saying. Yeah. And it was like, what is going on here? And like. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's things that you can legitimately criticize Demi about, but like the kind of stuff that they were no. saying about their drug addiction, and then when she was when they came out as non-binary and they started yes. decided they wanted to use they them pronouns, and then everyone was like, "Oh, they're just doing they're it for, for attention. attention. Why are you telling everybody?" Like that was the weird thing that I tell people, like, "Why are you telling everybody? You just want attention. Why?" If they want you to call them by certain pronouns, why would they not announce? How yeah. would you know if they didn't tell you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just think that often, like, the target is is so, like, uh, misfocused. It's it's on the wrong thing. And people are shooting these mean, mean arrows at you. <laughs> exactly. About, like, especially oh, women with their weight. Yeah, it is absolutely. So horrible. I mean, or Billie Eilish is another one. Yeah. Where it's like, okay. Oh, that was like, people awful. were like, when she was like, when she started, like, in the most recent album, when she started, yeah. like, dyed her hair blonde and started wearing more. I don't traditionally say feminine reveal, more clothing. traditionally feminine clothing. I won't say more revealing. I mean, I guess technically it is more revealing than what she was wearing before, but it wasn't like. Well, it was yeah. just <laughs> revealing the closer to the shape of her body, and people were like drooling. And I was yeah, like, she just was, turned eighteen, and it was so <laughs> gross and so creepy. And it was like, like first of all, like the whole reason she like wore baggy clothes was because she didn't Ooh, like people that. looking at her body. And then the few times people like paparazzi would get like creep shots of her yeah. in the pool or something, and people made all kinds of comments. Oh, her boobs are too yeah. big, or her boobs are too small oh she's fat oh she's too skinny oh she's this that like what in the hell this is why she didn't want y'all to see her body and now she's kind of getting to a point where like i don't give a fuck like whatever you're you're not gonna see me and then they're like oh is she being too like provocative or is she queer baiting is she this is she that i'm like y'all have overanalyzed everything this poor girl has done since she was 16 years old like what's going on and then i also saw some like of the feminist side women being like she betrayed us for wearing sexier clothes clothes and for showing her body because she was making a statement and now she's trying to get attention i'm like she can't win she yeah she literally, literally cannot can't win. win you wear too many clothes you wear not, not enough, enough clothes. clothes like it, like someone's always going to criticize you yeah. for what you do especially if you're a woman and i mean like- it goes always always goes back to britney spears it feels the same way it's mm-hmm. just like 
so often they were attacking her for things that she couldn't control. It was not about the art anymore. It was about her as a person and her as a mother and mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. Like it go like it makes so much sense why she did the whole like shaving her head oh, thing yeah. because it was taking control back. Yeah, you know? the re- exactly and the reason like I I mean I remember back in two thousand seven. I'm not proud to say I was in this crowd. Like the jokes people made like yeah. oh Britney's going crazy. Oh she shaved her head. Isn't that hilarious? She and then there was the, the leave Britney alone. Yeah, guy. The leave, oh yeah, the leave Britney alone and everybody like made fun of him and then we're like hmm, actually maybe he had a point and um maybe we should have left her like, alone like, maybe we should have left her alone and then like we realized that the reason she had like she actually stated why she had shaved her hair is because she was tired of people telling her what to do with it she was tired yeah. of every little aspect Touching of her life and, being controlled yeah. because you know like britney has literally never been independent yeah she's because... been under a conservatorship since like she like since after she was 18 so like she has never not been controlled by her parents. She's 36 now, I think. And she oh has never gosh. been able to legally live as an independent adult ever in her entire life. I don't know and so that that's feel. insane. And like, like, that's just wacky. Like, I understand <laughs> wanting to feel like you had power in your life. Uh, especially like there's this interview going around with her, which is so heartbreaking where, you know, the interviewer asked her like what she would say to the paparazzi if she could speak to them directly. And, you know, she cries and she's like, remember I'm a real person, uh-huh. you know, and it's so sad. Remember that lame ass apology that uh, Justin Timberlake released after her, that like documentary or whatever came out. Yeah. That was so bad. Like and he I literally did even... a notes app apology. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And I don't even think that necessarily like that documentary was that good for her either. No, I don't think I it was think, either. I think that she, 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 you know, what she said about that after was that, it is her hardest moments, her most heartbreak. And you people know, are profiting off of it. And she has to relive it all the time. Yeah. It's so hard. So anyway. Yeah, no, I don't I don't support that they made that documentary about her at all. But I do, I just remember when um, yeah. it came out and they're like, oh wait, like Justin Timberlake treated her badly. Which, I mean, if you had paid enough attention, you could have said, you could have noticed that before. And then he did that ridiculous notes app apology where he was very vague and he quote unquote apologize to her and then Janet Jackson that's 14 yeah. fucking years too late like, I'm like I mean are you kidding me right now <laughs> like, yeah like he basically it's part of the reason like freaking I mean Janet Jackson like he threw her under the bus and her whole career like went down like the Titanic yeah. after that incident it was black it was and black. like I like I know some people are gonna be like it was a different time well <laughs> it was 2001 like there there was people knew how to be decent humans at that yeah. point too like that, you know that's part of the reason that youtube exists well, oh yeah the guy who, who the guy who created youtube said he did it in part because he was having a hard time finding videos of the nip slip it's grody <laughs> like, and i hate so it nasty. leave her alone <laughs> like, and it's just like it again shows you the effects of misogyny and misogynoir specifically because yeah. she's not just a woman she's a black woman and the way that she they was made her, ripped to yeah. pieces for that incident and they pretty much just let justin walk home free as though he wasn't equally responsible yeah <laughs> and and i also think that one of the biggest things with that situation is his responsibility to protect or at least speak up for her yeah afterwards which he just you know, he straight do. did not do and we're like oh he was younger then i'm like yeah but he was still like an adult and like he had plenty of opportunity since then to say something so some lame-ass notes apology 15 years too late is not gonna cut it yeah <laughs> i mean i know you live and you learn but like he could really uh take i just i don't know it just didn't feel like he took it to heart that much but mm-hmm. uh, you know I guess it didn't affect him. Seventeen that much. years too late, actually. I did Gosh. my math on that. <laughs> uh, 2004 was seventeen years ago. People born in that year are almost old enough to vote. Try not to cry wow. too much. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's weird to think about it because, like, I'm still in that mindset where it was like 1990 was 10 years ago. Yeah, like, I'm, no. not, I'm still haven't, I still haven't completely accepted that, like, 1970 was 50 years ago. Oh, and I wasn't man. even born in the 70s, but, like, just to think conceptually that it was 50 years ago. You want to talk, uh, before we end, about any other music that you've been listening to that is not necessarily new but you've liked? Um, let's see here. Dancing with the Devil, that's another, and then last night. These are other pretty retro-looking album covers. Look at that. the Devil. Oh, that's Emily Lovato. We yeah, it's, it's a that. single, but like, oh. I, but I think it also looks pretty retro. I like these glasses they're wearing here. Anyway. Um, and that's another person. Miley Cyrus has done a very retro thing recently. Yes. She's I love done a very it. retro she's rock really, thing. Yeah, she's, I love that. Oh, oh um, Willow Smith. Oh, yeah. Willow Smith. Oh, my gosh. She's doing yes. this rock thing. She's Her song, Transparent Soul. She is so cool. She's just the coolest person I've ever I seen. Know. I was like, the fact that we, like Willow had, like, what? 
what a difference like years make. Yeah. I mean, remember like when with it was just hair. a meme, like with my hair back and forth. Oh, look at the goofy. And nine now year she's old. the coolest person I've seen <laughs> in my life. Like she's sitting there rocking with her like septum. I mean, she looks. She just exudes coolness. Like yeah, it's so crazy cool. Yeah, she she has such. I mean star power yeah presence like i stage. think she's like really gonna be like the real deal like that's great i can't wait for her to do even more because i liked her older stuff as well yeah uh, what's that album the one like i think it's her first album that one the um, first yes yeah. the first it is she she just has a beautiful voice on there i like her other stuff too that went more viral on tiktok yeah. um but now this is such a cool edgy vibe and i i really think it's awesome i've seen you know and you could probably speak to this more but a lot of black girls who are who identify a little more like goth and emo being mm-hmm. like yes this is awesome yeah, like we'll think about, more like, representation um who am i gonna say you know what i'm talking about uh, yeah the, uh, i'm blanking you know who it is uh, you have bad attitude much because Maddie paid off, bitch. Hush. Why is she yelling so much? If I see you in the streets, then you're yes, it's done. done. Rico Nasty, Rico Nasty. Thank you. I was like, somebody help me. I'm sorry, but I know who this is. <laughs> it took me a minute, too. I'm sorry. I'm just, my yeah. brain is slow. Oh, Rico, I have been listening to a lot of Rico recently, and she is so fun. She also just like doesn't like she doesn't want to fit in a box, and that is one thing that is so like appealing about her. Mm-hmm. She she just does what she wants to do. So yeah, definitely more of that. I, I can't wait to hear more of that. Um, any like new music I've been listening to? I mean, um, I got a little bit back into. I have this weird comfort. Like, I think my comfort music right now is, like, this is so embarrassing, but, like, music from when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, 2009, 10, 11, 12. So, I was listening to the, when I was really anxious at work the other day, I was listening to hits of 2011. Well, so, I was. therapists say that, like, the music that you listen to in your formative years, like, as you're hitting puberty or going through puberty, is, like, going to be your favorite music forever. Okay. So, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I, I was, was about to mention. The okay, I was about to mention, hey, baby, parentheses, drop it at the floor by my <laughs> which is not necessarily like my favorite song but when I listen to it it transports me back to high school and you know I was not in the club but like Pitbull was everywhere on like every you know the radio yeah he really was um so that song really just throws me back I was listening to you know Butter and Leave the Door Open and the new Marshmallow Jonas Brothers collab called Leave Before You Love Me Mm -hmm. it's not oh wait yeah, leave before you love me. It's not maybe the most inventive song ever, but I do like the Dennis Brothers, so that was fun. There was the um song that um you know what song I listened to this morning? What? It was um Hey Mama by David Guetta. That was like big a couple summers ago. I really like that song. I remember that song too. And they used that sample. Wow, that was from 2014. That does not seem that long ago. Um, and they used the sample from like I'm pretty sure it's like an old work song from like the 1800s or something. What is it? Hang on, let me see if I find the sample. That be my woman, girl. Yes, yes. Be your man. Like yeah. it's it's got something. Hang on, critical reception. Afrojack. Come on, give me some information. Where is the sample? Uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been listening to is Nicki Minaj's Beat Me Up Scotty, which is now on Spotify. Oh, yeah, 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 movie. yeah. So good. And that's Itty, another one that does kind of like antro thing. Itty, yeah. itty, itty, itty Bitty Piggy is like my favorite song right now. She, I mean, if, you, if you've been on TikTok, you'll recognize part of it. Where she's like, I don't even know why you girls bother at this point. Well, yeah. That's in that song. And I had never been able to find it because it was not on Spotify until recently. And it is a great album. Like, you know, it's it doesn't, it, you can hear the difference in her rap. But she wasn't like ever really a bad rapper. She was just yeah. younger. And you can hear that a little bit. And um, But it's great. Definitely listen to that. Oh, okay. So the sample is the song Rosie, which is a prison song. Oh, um, and I, yeah. Alan Lomax is credited as a writer on that song. Hey, Mama. He's mm-hmm. a, Alan, for those who don't know, Alan Lomax is a famous ethnomusicologist. Hey, man, I think his father, um, who was who was responsible for basically most Negro spirituals and work songs being preserved oh, to this day. They went around wow. and like preserved a lot of them. Um, and so this one. He, so he's credited as a writer. I don't think he actually wrote the song. I think he just like heard it and it wrote it down. It, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, be my woman, gal. I'll be your man every day, Sunday, dollar in your hand, your hand, Lordy, in your hand. And which makes sense because you can kind of hear like the thumping, like the the like how they like you know the chain yeah. gang type thing. Very cool. That is so cool. I would never have known that. If yeah, I'm glad. You yeah, it. they were chopping wood to the music as they were singing. 
And um, let's see. Alan John Lomax recorded Rosie in 1948 inside Parchman Farm, a Mississippi State penitentiary. This prison contained 15 labor camps where prisoners would chop wood and perform other manual labor. While the Lomaxes traveled through seven prisons in an effort to collect African-American music untouched by the outside world, Alan Lomax found the inmates were being treated and brutally abused like slave laborers. Because of this, prison songs like Rosie were not only sang to help pass the time, but because singing became an outlet for intense emotional pain the inmates were feeling. The recording of Rosie features the voice of many unidentified male inmates partaking in a style known as call and response. So the people you actually hear on that song are blacks, um, are mostly black prisoners who are singing as they're chopping wood. Did we not have this exact conversation before? We did. We had this exact, I was about about to say, we had this exact conversation about, um, oh brother, where are they? Same thing happened is the same people, Alan and John Lomax, I went to the penitentiary and um, recorded another work song, actually a couple of work songs from that one, uh, Old Lazarus. And there was another one that's on the extended uh, uh, soundtrack. But yeah, Old Lazarus. Yeah, that's also a prison that work song that they so recorded. Cool. And the cool thing about it is the guy that sings lead on that song, uh-huh. the, the, um, they were able to track him down. The people who produced Oh Brother, Where Art oh. Thou? They tracked him down. It was, I mean, at this point, he was out of prison. He was like in his 80s, an yeah. old black guy. And they figured out who he was. And so they tracked him down and they gave him like royalties. So cool. <laughs> yeah. That rocks. Yeah. See, because like, it would have been so easy for them just to be like, ah, he's probably dead. And yeah. Then, like, and I mean, not find him. the music was part of the National Archives. So it's yeah. like they had the right to use it without crediting yeah. anybody. Like they wouldn't have had to track him down if they didn't really want to. But um, I mean, that movie <laughs> made money. Yeah, so exactly. The fact that they oh, like, that's so actually cool. found him and gave him money. Like, hey, this is you on this track. We're going to give you money. I was like, that's so cool. Like, imagine like him being probably in his like 20s working in a work yeah. camp slave camp. I mean, it wasn't technically slavery, but it might as well have been. And, like, imagine thinking in, like, 60 years someone's going to make a movie with this song with this and I'm going to get money. With my voice. <laughs> I mean, that is the coolest thing. I mean, uh, it, it goes to show that, I mean, you really truly can't know yeah. where, where things will take you. Um, but I love that because they didn't just treat it like any anybody could have done it. Like, yeah. they found the actual person. That is so cool. Um, why are we talking? And oh, because of that sample. Yeah, and that it's so, so interesting random. to me how like music can transform and like like we we're talking about Mijente, how it went from like India to yeah. like France to Puerto Rico to America, and like in the same way, like think about some poor laborers in the 1930s were chopping wood and singing, and somehow that ended up on a Nicki Minaj song like 60 years yeah, later. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's it's part of the reason why I I like sampling. I mean, it can be. Kind of a blessing and a curse because yeah. sometimes samples get so famous in the second song they they never know. Yeah, who nobody was. knows. Where it like freaking oh, oh, what you say? Like what is it Imogen Heap? No, that's Jason Derulo. Like, or the or um, <laughs> you used to call me on my cell phone. Like that beat is from another song. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what though? When I first started listening to rap back in the day, which was a lot later than a lot of people. So this is embarrassing that it was so late. I was like, man, I can't believe Kanye West wrote all this music. And it was like samples. Yeah. But I just kind of thought that he was great at orchestration too, which he, he could be. I mean, he is pretty good at orchestration. Yeah. He's good at using samples. That's true. Yeah. But I just didn't understand the concept of sampling. So yeah. I was like, whoa. Because like I didn't know that they were taking pieces of other songs, which is an art in itself. Yeah. You know? um, but I just had no idea. I was like, this is... Because... To me, growing up, like we've talked about this, rap was a little bit kind of like vilified in yeah. in my circles. And to hear, I'm talking about Lit Registration by Kanye West, which is one of my favorite albums where he uses horns and he uses piano and he uses all these different, and I, it blew my mind because I didn't know rap could be that, uh-huh. especially like classical elements in rap. I was like, this is the coolest rap I've ever heard. You know, a little nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's really fascinating. Maybe we should do an episode on samples one day. Yes. Like some of the best used <gasps> yes, samples. Yes, yes, Because there's so many good ones out there. And it's yeah. just, it's always so fascinating to me to see where one piece of music can yeah. end up. It can literally travel across the world yeah. or through time yeah. and like end up in completely random, unexpected places. Like, did you think that like anybody who was on the, at that work camp in that on that day in 1948, yeah. but one day over this song, somebody's going to say, yes, I'll do the cooking. Yes, I'll do the cleaning. Yes, I'll keep the na-na real sweet for your eating. You might <laughs> thought that was where it was going to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot that she said that. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very, that's very cool. I, I let's definitely talk about that because like there have been some songs too where I didn't really like 
the song that sampled it. So I figured yeah. out the sample and just added that to the playlist. Yeah. I was like, sometimes the, the sample is better than the song. So I'm like, well, I like this You gotta one be part careful because if you pick a sample that's too good and then you don't do a very good song, everybody's gonna be like, oh, like, let's hmm. go back to this old one. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. I've discovered new music that I really like yeah. because of like TikTok. Uh, you want to talk about sampling? Yeah. TikTok is another perfect example yeah. of that. People use samples all the time and they remix songs. Yes. Somebody made a remix of so you know how Backyard Against is very popular right now again, which yeah. I mean it should be. It's very it's very, very well cool. orchestrated show. I remember yeah. enjoying it when it came out, and I was far too old to be watching it. And um, <laughs> and I still show it to my kids sometimes when I'm in class because it's music. You know? Yeah. But anyway, um, I. Uh, I had a point, but anyway, oh yeah. So Simples, somebody yeah. somebody remixed the one of their one of the backyardigan songs with the little Einstein's theme song. I listened that, that thing slapped. I was like, bang. this is better than it has any right to be. We're going on a trip in a little rocket ship. <laughs> Well, what what do they the do? With, into, would they mix it with Into the Thick of It? Into the Thick of It. Yeah. Into going on <laughs> Into the Thick of It. To every rocket show. I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so funny. I love, there are some incredible, like, remix mashups that I've heard on TikTok that I'm like, if that was on Spotify, I would listen to it every day. Yeah. Um, like, they somebody took Rockstar by Nickelback and mixed it with Rockstar by Post Malone, and it is so cool. It's on YouTube. Huh. You can Google that. Have you heard of the uh, Nickelback Sea Shanty? version of Rockstar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because I listened to it when it was on Spotify. Sea Shanty version. It was so funny. And also, um, but, and my other favorite thing is on TikTok when people don't really understand the concepts of beats per minute. Yeah. And they're like, how did you mix these two songs? I'm like, they're literally just. It's just the same BPM. It's the same BPM. <laughs> they took the vocals and the melody of two different songs and they put them together. And people my, are like, oh my God. The inverse of that is I loved it when so Astronaut in the Ocean, which we just roasted yeah. quite a bit, that was popular on TikTok for a while. And then what became popular is it became like a Rickroll where people yes. would like mix it into songs and they would often oh, do it random, really, really yeah. badly. Yeah. Like they would intentionally mix it in really horribly so it would just be like you know like saying like I don't know some song like you know into the thing of her watch no bow rolling <laughs> Yeah, it's like a record. I love the TikTok audio where it's like, would you know about rolling down in the deep when the brain goes down? It's terrible. And this is how my brain feels when I'm like starting to panic. Yeah. Panic attack. Drink iced coffee. Panic Panic attack. attack. Drink iced coffee. Panic Panic attack. attack. That's my whole life right there. Drink iced coffee. I know. At lunch today, my coworker was like, you want some iced coffee? And I was like, I shouldn't. And I turned around and she had one of those like international delight mocha ones. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be bad for me. But because, you know, it, it messes with my body, but it tastes good in it my mouth. It does taste so. good in my mouth. I'll pay, pay consequences later. Anyway. I just like, it just hypes my body up. Hype, 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 hype. Crash. <laughs> Rolling down in the deep. Yeah, that's what my brain does. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh thank you so much for listening to this rambling session of nonsense. Some of it was about music. Some of it was about incest TV shows on Disney Channel. I don't know what to tell you. This is what just did how you it expect? is. If you've been listening to us for any amount of time, this should not surprise you. Yeah. Um, we don't have any tea right now, but we're both drinking some hefty-sized water bottles. Water. Hydration is important. It's just been warm. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. I, I like, uh, Thankfully, I can like control. We're in my studio right now, but I can control the air conditioning with, for my phone, so I like turned it down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Elon Musk. So <laughs> did you see what um speaking of Elon Musk, did you see what uh, his girlfriend said on TikTok? Grimes about yeah, what? Grimes. She said like she was talking about like uh question for the communists. It was so first of all, she yeah. recorded like the phone way too close to her face and she was like moving it around and like, it was yeah. very weirdly filmed. But then she was talking about how like the communists should really enjoy like should support the use of AI because AI could bring a utopian society by like removing the need for human workers and stuff like that because uh-huh. and her because enforced farming is not a vibe and i was like okay well first of all uh, dating so a billionaire is now. not a vibe and uh so first and foremost dating a billionaire is what's not a vibe secondly um the idea that ai would like it, as though it doesn't have a human element or that it doesn't yeah. really matter what availability or capability the ai has it's about who controls it and also the fact that you're saying yeah. hey communist by the way did you know that ai the thing that my boyfriend just so happens to have a huge investment Minute is yeah. really good. Like, I could just give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was so much cooler before. Um, 
and she was somebody was like i can't believe you're talking about communism like like blah 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 and she was like i just wish that the communists and the technocrats can work together and i just feel like she's so like she can't not know yeah you cannot not know what you're doing because you used to be more and the problems with what her boyfriend husband is doing you're dating a freaking well i don't think they're technically married but like they're partners or whatever um i've i've said boyfriend husband interchangeably so they're not technically married whatever uh but yeah like freaking first of all your kid's name sounds like a launch code so handle that and secondly (laughs) like just freaking nothing that you say while being married or dating a billionaire is relevant or valid to me in any way well the thing is i think that she is she's trying to make a point and, and and connect the two camps like her her like edgy persona before and now who she is now and people are just seeing through it. Yeah, they're not it buying like it. She's being fed. You're dating a freaking billionaire. Nobody is gonna take you seriously. Like you've completely and lost then, all credibility. Oh my gosh, that there was a tweet interchange between her and Elon, and he's like, pronouns suck. And then she's like, it hurts my heart to hear you say this, dearest <laughs> one. Please delete or whatever. Yeah, something I like that. that. Because the, then, I mean, I'm she like, went by she they before, and then like, and then like Elon started making suck. fun of pronouns, <laughs> and so she started going by she her again. And I'm like, look, you can do whatever you want, but if you're just doing it because your husband bullied you, that's really problematic. Yeah, it's so sad. I'm also like, please keep these conversations offline. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, please. <laughs> Like, Keep it to yourself. Cringe, like everything. Yeah, freaking Elon Musk. I don't know why. Like he's so like he's literally no, just like some like edgy him. gamer bro that got way too. Sick. And then you saw him on SNL. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god, he's <laughs> so awkward and bad to watch on SNL. And and please, please, I know everybody's gonna say he he does talk about he ha- is he on the spectrum or he had some. This it, it, I think somebody some like way. I think it's been speculated that he's on the spectrum. Which I mean, okay, I think if that is true, it. fine. Like I'm not saying that that's not true, but like that's not an excuse, excuse. for so much else. <laughs> and also, like the sketches they wrote for him were so bad and corny. And like I, I like there's a you know there are great videos out there about whether SNL is still funny. Drew yeah. Gooden has a really good. Drew one. has a really good one. Um, um, I'm not going to get into like, that, but like. I just found it very hard to watch. And the thing about SNL is like now they, they do things just to get views, yeah. even though they know that they're not going to be good. So when you have something like Elon Musk, they didn't get Elon because they thought he was going to be good at it. Yeah. They just, it was like a lot of people would be like, oh my God, she's going to be bad at it. Let's yeah. watch. Yeah. Same with like Donald Trump. They got heavily criticized for that. Like you memefied yeah. Donald Trump yeah. and you made it seem like it wasn't that dangerous. And then look what the hell happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, somebody I was watching was saying like, it is not necessarily... Like every week, they have a lot of sketches that don't make it to the show. Yeah. And some of these recent sketches have been feeling like the ones that should have been cut. Yeah. You know? Or they're going um, on too long, or the joke's not really that funny, and it goes on for too long. Yeah. And also, it just feels out of touch. Like they had that whole Gen Z hospital sketch yeah. where it was like they were only using like mostly AAV and black vernacular and yeah. calling it like gen z speak and then people were like hey they didn't make up these words yeah, like it was really so embarrassing. embarrassing i'm like come on guys you're showing they're like they're showing their millennial side in the worst way Did you see what michael che was saying that he had pitched a sketch at one point that got rejected that was an snl sketch about the avengers uh shooting an unarmed black team or killing him in some way. I was like, whoever thought that was a good idea? Uh, Why was that ever pitched? Who? What? But it's uh-oh. Michael Che that pitched it. I, I, Michael Che. I, I know Michael Che is black, but like that doesn't mean he has good ideas. I really think ah! his sketches are actually quite terrible in a lot of ways. And frankly, a lot of his jokes miss the mark. Plus, I think he's a little transphobic. So yeah, he's not. Really oh, <laughs> oh! I had something in my mind. I couldn't remember what it was, but I knew that he had been a little problematic in the past. So maybe yeah. that's what that was that I had heard. But. <laughs> Um, I, I hate to, I don't want to dunk on the man, but like in terms of weekend update hosts, he's just not the funniest one I've ever really? seen. He's not. I think Colin Jost is much funnier than yeah. he is. Like he always just was a little bit stunted, um, or a little stilted. Um, yeah. What was his joke? Whatever. Oh uh, yeah. He made a joke recently about the, uh, President Biden's reversal of the transgender military ban. Recently? I said, yeah, so he said, so it's good news, except, okay, so uh, during the weekend update segment, he uh, talked about Biden's recent executive order reversing the Trump administration's ban on transgender people serving openly in the military. Quote, it's good news, except Biden is calling the policy, quote, don't ask, don't tuck, which is not good news. 
Like, ugh, ugh, that's not a good joke. And then it also like that. Yeah, it's not even a good. It's not even like funny, and it's also funny and it's just because it's like, gosh. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 unnecessary. I just feel like that. Like, get new jokes. Yeah, so much of the humor feels like it's stuck like a decade to like in the 2010 yeah it's like it's like snl feels like they're always about 10 years behind like the like the sketches like you know like i said the gen z hospital sketch it's like it's boomerific to be like huh gen z is the the, 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 i mean like you don't understand what you're talking about because gen z (laughs) isn't watching this show yeah (laughs) um i shoot i wish i could remember i think it's somebody called I think it's this um, commentary channel called Uncle Herman. He's on YouTube mm-hmm. or they're on YouTube. I don't know if it's a boy or girl um, or gender nonconforming person. But um, they pointed out that one of the things that Gen Z watches the most is compilations of great SNL sketches mm-hmm. because they're edited together really fast. There's not long monologues. There's not yeah. all this stuff. And it's the very best bits. And people still think those are so funny. So it's almost like the format is a little outdated yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. um, Gen Z still, and, and me even, like I've watched whole, literally whole compilations of just Bill Hader being funny mm-hmm. on, on SNL because he's such a funny man. Um, or like the Californians, which is like the funniest, one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen on there. Um but I don't watch the show now. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I only see clips. I don't sit there and watch the whole show. But Drew Gooden also pointed out in his video, he's talking about how, like, it's not, like, SNL has always had hit or miss sketches. Mm-hmm. They've always had really They've awful sketches. They've never always been perfect. The difference no. is that they're all on YouTube now, so, like, you can watch the bad ones. The best, so yeah. they, the bad ones to go viral for being bad. Whereas, it's like, back in 1972, if they had a shitty yeah. sketch, that everyone forgot about it the next we morning. Don't, <laughs> they're not going to talk about it or think about it anymore. Like, I mean, yeah. just to, it, was, it was a completely different. It wasn't like, oh, let's look go back and look at the, like, you might have had a small handful of people who, like, maybe put it on a tape recorder. But, like, yeah. most people would not the next day say, oh, did you see this SNL sketch? Like, they just forgot about it on the show it was over and like the middle of the road ones just got forgotten yeah and i think they do now too but you know the virality of bad sketches you know <laughs> makes them live on yeah. in infamy in a way that they you know probably i think but they do it on purpose in some ways yeah, i do i do too because they know but like they you know there was they were talking about that in that video about like the elon musk mario and luigi one yeah. in court and they were like if they weren't doing the accents and they just said all of this in a normal voice it would be the most boring scene <laughs> you've ever seen it's like these aren't jokes it's just a funny accent like we're just pretending to be luigi i mean waluigi i'm so sorry waluigi <laughs> Anyways, shall we, shall we yeah, let's wrap it up. I don't. We would have had a whole other six minute tangent on a nonsense that had nothing to do with music. Uh, Why do we talk about Elon Musk? Because you call me Elon Musk because I have a sophisticated I'm sorry air I conditioning did that. system. I'm so sorry. That's the rudest thing you've ever said. To me. I take it back <laughs> immediately. Anyway, again, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.